Welcome, everyone. Episode 68 of the Matt Jones Podcast. It is Monday, August the 12th, right? That sounds good. August the 12th. I am sitting here in Louisville, Kentucky. We have not done one of these in quite some time, and I don't know when we'll do another one. I'm sure we will at some point, but uh, I thought I would bring in my good friend Tony Vanetti, who I don't get to see nearly as much as I used to. And do a sort of catching up podcast to try to answer a lot of questions that I hear a lot. Tony, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, my friend, back in Louisville. I love it. The building is a buzz when Matt Jones is here. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> I, I, true. When I walk through this building now, I don't know anyone here. There's like, who are these people? people? Yeah, there's some new people. They, yeah. At the KSR Golf Scramble last Friday, they had all of these people wearing KSR shirts. Right. Who allegedly work here. <laughs> they work here. And, and all of these people were wearing KSR shirts and allegedly representing KSR at the scramble. Yes. And I didn't know any of these people. Yes. And these people were like telling me what to do in my own shirt. Yes. And I wanted to go, who are you? Well, Where did you come from? They must not know you because they would never uh, <laughs> presume to tell Matt Jones anything. <laughs> Second of all, uh, yes, they work here because no one's volunteering to work your golf scramble. Oh, right? I bet people would volunteer. Okay, all right. Do. I'm sure. It's like the PGA. So, but we have like a new sales team, basically. Yeah, we've right? got a lot of new salespeople in iHeart, but the, the building's uh, been re- redone. Since you left, this building it's has taken been off. completely... <laughs> <laughs> Everything really improved. It's, everything's improved. The moment I got out of here, it was like all of a sudden. Well, we can fix it up now. He's gone. Yeah, the, the guy's going <laughs> to stop breaking everything. No, it seems like things are going well. Uh, yeah, I, I got a question first. Now, stop, stop. We're going to get to the meat of all this and have it. But I have one question for you because I haven't. Uh, we haven't done this podcast in a while. Yeah, we haven't. That's right. Are you? Let me. Are you smitten? Oh yeah. No, Is I it mean more I, than smitten. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I, I, you're talking about my girlfriend, yes. I assume. Yeah, I love her. I mean, we we've been together now. I mean, we've dated over two years, and we have been really serious for a year and a half, probably. And but I say this because I've seen video of you, <laughs> and you are with her, uh, what you're like with her is unlike you or oh, anyone else. True. Oh, really? Uh, in, in what okay. respect? Okay, oh, the the being nerdy and goofy around her. You don't think I'm a nerd? Oh, you've been so you, serious you, for you, so long. You, you, I you, if there's one thing people say, man, that Matt Jones is a cool dude. No, no I mean, you you don't believe you, you have, have been nerdy tried my to life. been cool guy. All right, we all say, well, he's trying to be cool. No, but I mean, I've always been nerdy. The yeah. only thing that's different is she's made it to where I I, I can be around a cat. Like, I used to not like animals. So strange. And she has a cat, and the cat is named Mayberry. <laughs> and so I now, the cat can, like, the cat, like, lays on me and stuff, and yeah. I, don't, I don't freak out. That's probably the biggest change. This is, uh, this is something I've been pushing you towards. For many years. For years. She has, uh, here's what I can say definitively. She has made me a much better person. I, I totally agree. And and I don't mean that like I think I was always kind and I think I was always like caring. Like I don't no, no, mean, no. you don't have to preface that with anything. You don't have to look. Well, we all I'm, get better when we find the the one, right? I'm just saying she has made it to where the things that used to like ruin my day mm-hmm. and thus yes. ruin the days of those around right, me. Right, sure, yeah. Um 
don't bother me as much. So, like, she has made me a, 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 just a better person to well, be around. Well, that, that's what happens. It's part of the process. Is it? Even though we maybe don't. Maybe someone should have told me before think, the age I of was, 40. Damn it. I mean, I don't I'm Sorry I'm cursing on your <laughs> podcast. Darn it. Uh, but, you know, I, I, we all think we're fine. Uh, and then they're like, oh, no. But, you know, oh, Howard's no. – so, so I, I, I compare this to <laughs> Howard Stern. Because so, Howard Stern, you know, he was married, and I don't know if that was a good marriage or not. It doesn't matter. But then he was he was divorced, and through that whole period, he was Howard Stern, blah, blah, blah. Then he met the woman he, lived, he yes. married now. I think her name's Beth. Yes. And, the, and he became different. Yes. And it hurt his radio persona, I think. Like, he's still – I still think he's really good. Yes. But, like, he's not the – he doesn't have the edge. Okay. And I don't want to lose the edge. No, I don't no, think no. I have, but I hope I don't. Uh, look, you want your listeners to mature along with you. All That's right? true. If you want to continue to talk to that younger kind of – No, I mean our audience uh, – Not younger, but – Our audience uh, is aged a little bit. Well, first of all, I think we get the most diverse age audience oh, in radio. I would agree with that. Yes. I mean, like yesterday at that Tyler Childers concert, the amount of like – High school and college kids yeah. coming up and asking me for pictures was yeah. like yeah. kind of crazy because I don't really see us as marketing to them anymore, right. mm-hmm. but yet they still come along, and that's good. Yes, yeah, because they can get it on their phones. And What's crazy now are the people that are in college that tell me they like grew up listening. Yeah, to me. oh yeah, like that's the stuff that blows my mind. Like I met these two, this this couple, this like two nineteen year old boy and a girl, mm-hmm. who were like. Both said they listened to me like from middle school. Oh yeah, that's the stuff that's weird. To oh me. yeah, it's wonderful when you get salespeople come in here and they look <laughs> middle aged and they say, "My parents have been listening to you for yeah. years." Yeah, it feels great. Yeah, and then uh, the my dad is a huge oh, fan. Oh, my dad, my mom, huge fan. My mom says she used to party with you at Phoenix Hotel. <laughs> well, no, that's what you in get. the 1990s, and I'll go okay. <laughs> you get a different version, right. but yeah, no, they, they, that that part of my life, I think, definitely has changed. Uh, well, I, uh, congratulations on finding that. That was, I know that you were sort of, yeah. you were never really looking, but I'm just happy for you. Yeah. No, I, it, it, I think that's right. And she lives in New York and she's very successful and like. Just first time you've been in love? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that. Like, I think I've, I, you know, this is probably, this is different than the others, but I'm not going to say, I mean, I think I thought I was in love at other times, but this is different. Like you can just you know when it's different. You can say things to her that you would haven't said to other people or not. Uh, yeah, probably. Like it's just it's good to have someone in life that you can be your complete self with. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that there that that's always been the case. But uh, they when you're driving, you talk about situations. Does she give you advice? Does she say I wouldn't do that? Or oh yeah, yeah yeah. She's very big on so like she's really big on don't send that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like, so for instance, we can talk about this in a minute, but, uh, yeah. but so, you know, when I got pulled off the TV show a few weeks ago yeah. and oh Lord, I was not happy about <laughs> that situation yeah. for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And the person that I deemed responsible, yes, I had lots of things I wanted to say and she basically vetoed all of them, but that was good yes. because, because like, you know, it was it, 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 that was the right thing to do. But three years ago, I probably tweet some stuff that then the next day I go, oh, 
Yeah. I'm not sure if I should have done that. <laughs> so so I, I, she has helped in that regard. Here's where uh, your wife or uh, your girlfriend, here's the value also. They have intuition, something that sometimes men uh, fail to have. I will tell a very short story where we went to a party. We met a new person that worked here. And she was all smiles at the party. Everything was fine. We got in the car to drive home. The second she shut the door, she looked, my wife looked at me and said, never trust him. And I said, where is that coming from? He's fantastic. Or she's fantastic. And <laughs> well, I think we know it. We now know Nick Rouse. And she's like, listen to me. Never trust him. And I said, whatever. You're crazy. You're crazy. That person ended up uh, not being trustworthy. So, really? you know, women, they, I'm telling you, when you take your wife to business, yeah. they are, they're in tune more than us because we're lost in the moment. Yeah, and it's and also, people. I, it's nice to have, the only other person really that was like this was my mom, a person who gets angrier at the people that slight me even more than I do. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, you're probably like this with your kids. Like, if somebody does your kid wrong, like, you're even, you, oh. you're, you're, you're furious, Yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It is nice to have someone yes. who went, loses went, their mind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like who go back to the situation I was talking about. Yes. You think I'm ma was mad? Yes. You should have seen her. Oh yes. You know what I mean? Like that. Oh, yes. Like that's a possible. Most people listen to this are like, yes, Matt. These are revelations we knew when we were 23. Right. But like, you know what? <laughs> I'm I am 40, and it's just happening. So just deal with it. Yes. 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 Now here's why I wanted to do this podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, over the last Two years. I, I have talked about this possibility of running for Senate against Mitch McConnell, and it's been a balancing act for me in how do you discuss it? Do you talk about it? On, on the radio, it's been really important to me to keep KSR as close to K, as close as it can be to normal. Mm -hmm. And that includes talking – we've always talked about our lives. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want this to dominate it because while there have been great stories and things that one day I'll be able to talk about – Anytime you bring up politics, it then becomes just people calling in and giving their political opinion, which no one cares sure. about. Sure. No one wants to hear your political opinion. Right. M mine included, right? right? So while I want to talk about the process, you can't really because it just leads to – it leads to bad radio. I'm with you. And I also don't want to abuse the trust. And what I mean by that is I do not want people to see KSR as me saying this is the platform upon which I'm going to become – you know, your supreme ruler. Very smart. Right, like it's, yeah. mm -hmm. this is not, that's not why I did it. Yes. And it's not, so, so I've been very careful to try to, we touch on it, but then move Separate away. Separate the two. But there are people who, and especially in the last few weeks, have questions for me and who have said to me, who want to know more about this because I've been in their lives for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you thinking about this? Like, why would you, and I feel like this podcast, which is not, of course, mandatory listening. You don't have to listen to this. So don't write me and complain about it. If you don't want to listen to it, yeah, turn, turn it this off, off yeah. right now and go watch Everybody Loves Raymond if you want to. Like, uh, but <laughs> I thought this would be a way for me to address all those things. And the easiest way to do it is, of all of the people that I've done media with, you and I are the most attuned. And what I mean by that is, like, Ryan and Drew are my very good friends and I love them. But you and I have the most similar interests. Mm -hmm. Meaning yes. like I like like Ryan and Drew, I love when people say to Ryan, Drew, and Shannon, like, you liberals, they, they don't care. Like they don't right. the, the only reason they even act as if politics exists is to appease me. Mm -hmm. Like they do not care. <laughs> 
So, so like, if it wasn't for me saying, hey, there's a debate, watch it, they wouldn't even know Look, what, what was Make that. the old man happy and say you watched it. <laughs> exactly. But so you and I are the people, are the people, yes. sort of most attuned. So yeah. I thought the way to do this was to just let you yeah. ask me and us sure. have a conversation sure. about this because you have been very interested. You've been encouraging me for two years on this. Right. And so that's why I thought we would. Um, so I, I will turn this over to you. Okay. Um, you know, you. As long as I've known you, you have been steely-eyed about all your decisions. Uh, from a lawyer to a website guy, which is a huge decision, you were steely-eyed about that. I don't think you hem and hawed about that. You kind of went after it. When you went from radio show host, uh, or you made the jump from website to radio show host, you were on it. Radio show host to TV, and that was gonna might, might cost you. Uh, Everybody thought that, including you. Like Everyone thought that was a bad decision. I know. I said – be careful. I was like, it might. You were the one you. person who didn't think it was awful, but almost everyone was like, "This is a terrible decision no, you're making." I, I knew that the show would be wildly uh, popular. I absolutely knew that. I just didn't want to, it to cost you other things in your life. Like, is this worth it? Because you're rolling here. You own the state. What are you doing? So that's the only thing. Plus, I was caught in the middle of everything else. Yeah, I was trying okay. to get you on the show, and then <laughs> I that was, was caught in yeah, the middle. Exactly. But you had been committed to your decisions, and and some I've said no. Even the restaurant, I've said, "Be careful." You you've been committed that this worked, one by the way. yeah i know but i didn't say don't open it i said get rid of it after two years so you're, <laughs> you've got one more year before you I'm, did I'm say to get rid of it i said if two i get years. rid of it in two years blame him okay thank you right. uh but you have been steely-eyed about your decisions and this one is the first one where you're like time out mm-hmm. i'm not sure yeah. how does that feel i mean the last okay the last three or four weeks have been the most and I'm not just saying this. This is this is not an exaggeration. They've been the most stressful weeks probably of my life outside of, you know, maybe a couple when, when family members have been sick or something. Um, I so, – so two years ago – so four years ago when I thought about running for Congress, that was almost a lark. It was a goof. The National Democratic Party called me up and said, you want to run for Congress? And I was like, well, that sounds like fun. Yummy yeah, do. <laughs> and I like – and, you know, I went and I went to Washington. And I went through this whole camp. And then I realized I really wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't right. want to be a member of the House. And I didn't do it. But it was, it was always sort of easy because it was like just something fun, mm-hmm. right? Two years ago when I started thinking about the Senate race – I, I was very serious about it, but I was always like gathering information, and my thought was, in 2019, I will figure it out. And then all of a sudden, Amy McGrath uh, becomes this phenomenon in 2018. Right. She she loses in the general election, and I never considered the fact that she might run for Senate because her campaign manager looked at me and said she'll never run for Senate. Right. And so I just assumed that was the case. Yes. I then realized that you can't believe what anybody says. No, no. <laughs> so... um. Then when I heard she was, all of a sudden, it almost took a burden off of me because I was like, well, look, if she runs, she will raise all of this money. Right. Then the National Democratic Party picked her. Yes. And we can talk about this some other day. This probably isn't the podcast, but we should at some point talk about. I have learned why the national political system is so screwed up. Right. Because the political parties, it's a disaster. Right. Nevertheless. They select inept at, at, at times. Inept, but also it's not what it's supposed to be about. Yes, like it should be about the citizens picking who they like. Yes. Instead, what happens is 
Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer pick who they like, and yes. there becomes the senator. There's some sort of formula that she can fall into. And or he so can they fall pick into. her. Yes. And when they pick her, what happens is then she announces, and all the Democratic presidential candidates, or most of them, endorse her. All of the congressional people endorse her. All of the big donors endorse her. And all of a sudden, she has $5.5 million. Right. And the theory is, well, that scares everybody else out, right. and now we have our nominee. That's a lot of money. And that's how it works. And by the way, that's how it works in nearly every state. Right. And so the only way you can challenge that really is to be a multimillionaire. So if you go look around the country, the only people that challenge the picks of the party mm-hmm. are millionaires and billionaires because they self-fund. Well, I'm not a millionaire and billionaire. So you're out. That's what I thought. Right. I thought at the time so you said I great. So I didn't announce it. I didn't announce it, but I thought I'm going to have the peace of mind. There's a Tyler Childers song called Peace of Mind that I really like that just came out. And there's a peace of mind of, well, it wasn't my choice. They did it. And even though I this system is screwed up, what are you going to do? Right. I can't, I can't no. fight I'm not I'm not I can't fight the windmill like Don Yes, Kyoto. but the decision's been made for you. It's great. been made for me. Then she launches and to put it generously she blows it and i and and listen i like her this is not a knock on her but she has become so robotic and has become so consulted Mm -hmm. that i don't even know what she stands for anymore right and i think that's what a lot of people felt and all of a sudden what what, was your initial reaction when that first day so she a lot came out and everyone including my wife and i as we laid in bed watching the morning news Mm -hmm. and both our jaws kind of dropped all right so i'm going to be honest with you yeah i can do this because this is our podcast and this will probably make a news story and i i wish it didn't but i'm being honest i talked to her in march and i said look i know you're thinking about this and i'm thinking about this i'm sure it's stressful for you it's stressful for me will you and i let's make a promise with each other when either of us knows what we're going to do even if we won't say it publicly Will you tell each other Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't stress out our lives? Right. Mm -hmm. And she said, yes. And she said, I will tell you. And I said, I promise I won't say anything. That way I can know so I don't have to spend my life like. Right. She texted me an hour before. Right. She texted me at 445 in the morning, the day before. Right. The day of. Right. That really bummed me out. Right. I mean, like she promised me. Yeah. And then she texted me an hour before. So the first thing was I was really disappointed because I'd been hearing all these people saying she's going to do it, she's going to do it, she's going to do it. And I was always like, yeah, I don't believe she's made up her mind because she told me. She promised me that she would tell me. And then at 445 when that text message comes, you go, well, all right, there it is. So when she launched, I saw the interview and I was like, well, that didn't go very well. But you know what? I mean, listen, I've done live television. It's hard. Right. I'm not going to totally put that on her. Mm-hmm. And then other stuff kind of screws Interviews. up. And then she says that she's was against Kavanaugh or for Kavanaugh, and then she's against Kavanaugh. Right. And it's not even clear. Like, and I'm like, oh, well, this isn't going well. But what really changed is then all of a sudden this entire community of people, and I'm not talking about the National Democratic Party. They're still for her. But this entire community of people who are desperate for something, all of a sudden were like, you know what? Maybe Matt's the guy. Yes, because they don't think she can win. I think that's fair. And so that changed. And all of a sudden the pressure built, and I went from thinking there's no path to this being successful Mm -hmm. to all of a sudden a path opening up a path opening up and like 
one of the hard things for me was how was I going to run and be part of like following the National Democratic Party, who I think screws up a lot of stuff anyway. And all of a sudden, here was a path where I could tell both parties to go. You know what? Like, not only could you take down the Republican Party, you could take down the Democratic Party and, too. Okay, and, and like that's exciting in some way. Okay, and to, to my my point is, do you think they don't choose? They didn't choose you, or didn't talk to you more because you're not going to do everything they tell you to do? Yes. Here's why they. Here's why they're for Amy. They're for Amy McGrath. They don't believe a Democrat can win here. The National Democratic Party does not believe a Democrat. They can say they do. Mm-hmm. I know they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't think they can win. Here's what they want, though. They know Mitch McConnell's unpopular, and they want to make him busy. Right. Okay? They want all that money that Mitch McConnell raises. They want him to have to spend it. Right. They don't want him to go spend it in other states. Yes. Where they think they have a better chance. Yes. So with Amy McGrath, they knew that because she ran last time, and she had such a great video, and she's a she's a hero. She, yep. is, a, she is an American hero for yes. her service, and I have no problem saying that. Sure. They knew that with that story, she would raise a ton of money and keep Mitch busy. And so when Mitch in 2020 would have to worry about himself and not these other states. With me, I think they're like, I don't know about that guy. Yeah. Like – there You're were people, a wild card. Th- exactly. There were people saying, look, he's got a better chance of winning. And they were like, yeah, maybe, but we still don't really think he would win. And then who the heck knows about him? He might be a problem Like, he child. might just go around. Yes. Again, because, you know, you look at me on paper, sports radio host. You might be like, why, not? why would you want him? So I get it. But my thing was, sit down with me. Talk to me. Look at my background. Talk to me about issues. You know. I think the theory nationally was he's a sports radio host. He must be an idiot. He must be stupid. Right. And they didn't talk to me, and they wouldn't. They made up their mind, and that was that. I, 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 I think that there are probably pretty smart people in D.C. I'm going to go in the direction as your friend yeah. that I think that they can't control you as much as they can control someone else, and I'm not going to – I assume they think they can do that with her. I know that they know they can't control you. Yeah, if they, they tell you, Matt, here's what we're going to do, I've seen this face on you a million times. Nope, that's not what I'm doing. Let me ask you a question. You know me as well as anybody. There are people who say to me, Matt, well, if you run, like, you're just going to get your orders from Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi or Hillary Clinton or whatever crazy thing they want to say. You know me. Not a chance in hell. Do you think anybody can tell me? No, not a chance in hell. No one. There's one person. Who's that? Your mom. Uh, And we'll talk to your mom. My mom mom has – my mom can – she can mold me. And now Rachel. The two of them can – And they should. The two of them can mold me as well as anybody. And I take advice. Like, I'll take advice from you. Right. And I'll take advice from friends of mine. But the idea that you need to do this – here's the thing that's never worked for me. Right. Do this because we tell you to do it. Yeah, no, that never works. That just doesn't work. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, you know what? Shut up. Now, if you explain to me rationally why it's the best decision, I might agree with you. Yes. But if you say, Matt, I'm in charge, do this, I'm like, you know what? I'm for yeah, I'm not doing that. My favorite story with that is the CEO, vice president of iHeart coming in town and you calling him the wrong name for three days. And then at some point in the conversation, they stopped and said, my name's not Steve or whatever you were calling him. And you go, Steve, Brad, whatever. And then, and then went on with your conversation. And I'm like, only Matt can talk to the vice president. Of iHeartRadio that way, but you, uh, but you, uh, you have you, you know what's right, and and you know you have an instinct. I think you have an instinct of what will work, and and for the most part, 
You've been right about that. And they and the system now seems set up that they just want people do what I tell put somebody in there that's gonna do what we want them to do. And that's both sides, Republicans oh, listen, and Democrats. This it's is not no this different. Is, this is this really is a both sides thing. But Kentucky is a red state. This is a Republican state. People write people call sometimes on the radio. So I had a guy call the other day and go, Matt, you realize if you win the primary, that doesn't make you a senator. You'll have to win the general. I was oh, like, Really? You. Really? <laughs> is that is that how this thing works? I had no idea. Like, I get it. This is a Republican state. Like, I get it. My parents are Republicans. Most of my friends are Republicans. Yeah. Like, I get yeah, it. Me too. 75% of my listeners are Republicans. Yeah, me too. I get it. Yeah. Right? So the only reason to do this is because I think it's right. It's not to give a, a vote to Chuck Schumer. It's because I look at this state and I think this is the right thing to do, to fight for the people that are in it. And so, like, I get it that it's a long shot. I get it that it's very likely I would lose. I understand that. I'm not stupid. But – there are some things that are worth fighting for. And so what's the difference between you taking on the establishment the last 10 years and winning here? Like you broke through media barriers that were never broken before and you punched up and you, you took on people that don't let people in or a seat at the table. And now I would argue you are the table and that there are maybe one or two people at that table with you. You were punching up, you fought the establishment. What's the difference between this and that? The Courier-Journal and the Herald-Leader and Tom Jurich and Rick Pitino were all competent, powerful people. Yes, they are. Mitch McConnell's a whole other thing. Yeah. Mitch McConnell is probably the second most powerful person in America. He's probably one of the 20 most powerful people in the world. Mm -hmm. And he uses that power, in my opinion, for ill, certainly not to help the average Kentuckians. But put that to the side, he's also very smart. He's very competent. And so it's very easy to say, you know what, middle fingers up, I'm taking on the world. Mm -hmm. But, like, very few people actually have to fight Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> like, like many people can say, like, many people can come up with the analogy of, yeah, I'm going to yeah, fight yeah. Darth Vader. Yeah. I actually would yeah. have to fight Darth Vader. <laughs> like, he is Darth Vader. So uh. that – is a whole nother ball of He wax. likes being Darth Vader. Well, and, and I think, it, it, let me tell you something. I think that's actually sad. I actually find Mitch McConnell as crazy as it seems to be, to be a sad figure. I, so How so? I, I re, I, I've, I, look, I do my research. I've read every book written about him. There have been a few, and I've read them all. And one of them had a line in it that I thought was really sad when I read it. It said... That Mitch McConnell, this was quoting from someone who likes him. Mm -hmm. They said, Mitch McConnell is the only politician that I've ever met that has no friends. And the point was, everyone respects him. Everyone sees how good he is. Mm -hmm. But no one really likes him. Well, that's really sad. Yeah. But I think the reason that's the case is because he is just a vehicle for political power. He is not a person that cares about the average person. People ask me sometimes, I, I see people call him a terrible human. I would never say that. First of all, I won't call, well, I won't say I won't call anybody a terrible human, but I won't call almost anyone because right. we don't know these I agree people. with, I agree with that. And, and so you criticize policy, not people. 
I do wonder what's it like to be him behind closed doors. He may be thrilled at being called Moscow Mitch and Cocaine Mitch and all that. But at the end of the day, you're going to go meet St. Peter and they're going to say, what did you do for others? And what's all that political power going to have really meant? So if you sell, so what's his legacy then? When, when it's all depends on if he loses this time. I, well, I, well, no, I don't. Think, I think his I don't legacy, think his legacy is be, changes whether he wins or loses. I think this his next legacy election. is going to be he was one of the most successful senators at accumulating and holding power in the history of the country, along with like Lyndon Johnson. Like, there's a handful of. Them. I think he's also going to have the legacy of, with all of that power, he did almost nothing for his home state, and in the process wasted it. And a chance that this state had that we may never get again, he blew it so that rich people could get tax cuts. That's I, I, that. And I and I, I actually think that's sad. I mean, look, on one level, we should be happy that we have a senator with this much. But what has it done for us yeah. since he's been a senator? The two most powerful economic interests we've had in the state have been decimated. Tobacco and coal. Mm-hmm. Now, tobacco and coal have their problems. But those two industries were the they, – they churned this state. And both of them are gone, and he was in power, and he couldn't do anything to replace them. Instead, he intentionally tried to hurt industries that tried to replace them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a sad legacy. What's it like – um, to know that, and I'm not speaking of Mitch McConnell, um, but if you're interested in running against the second or third most powerful person on, on, on the planet or, mm-hmm. or in the United States, there's going to be people that are interested about you. What's it like to know that you're probably being followed? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think okay, that's probably, I, I, I don't think, know if I mean followed, I, but I, not, I, I do think I'm certainly being well, okay. investigated. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that thinking that <laughs> yeah. I'm not some conspiracy theorist yeah. here. If you're do, if No, you're, if I run, they'll follow me. Th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if, I, if I run, they'll follow so me. So you're, you're, uh, you're at Qdoba or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're well, with no, your no, girlfriend. When I, was at, when I was at the concert last night at Railbird, I, I would look around and there were people just filming me. Now, I don't know if they were like fans trying to catch me singing Feathered Indians or if they were like, which I was, or if they were like people trying to get me on tape doing something stupid. I don't know. That doesn't – I'm not worried about that because I know how I live my life and mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Like, I don't party. Like, there's not – like, there's nothing to see. Well, you're not a big drinker. I'm and not, you don't, I don't you party. Don't do I'm not a big stuff. drinker. Yeah. I mean – I'm, you know, but, I'm a girlfriend now. Like I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Are there things in the in my past of my life that like I wish I hadn't done? Sure. I mean, I'm sure that's true of everybody, right? Like I'm sure that's that's how it is. And do I like the fact that friends of mine, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, I, I had a, a friend of mine say, "Look, Matt, I want to show you something." And he shows me a sheet of paper, and it has eight of my friends' names on it. Drew and Ryan and Shannon were three of them, and then five people that it's not worth saying who they are. But eight of my friends' names on it, and it was from someone who had been hired by, I presume, McConnell. I don't know that for sure, but it was a political something, and this was before McGrath was in, so I'm going to assume it was McConnell. And they were like, what dirt do you know on these eight people? Now, that stinks. Those eight people didn't ask for this. 
Five of those people, besides Drew Ryan and Shannon, live private lives. Like, yeah. they're just regular citizens. Right. And their only sin is being friends with me. So, I hate that. I hate the stress it would be on my girlfriend. I hate the stress it would be on my parents. I hate all of that. And I do hate the stress it would be on me. But at the same time, at some point, somebody has to look at that and say, enough's enough. Enough. Enough's enough. We're not going to let you do this forever. I had a sitting member of the Kentucky House of Representatives, a Republican, say to me, I can't come out publicly for you. Privately, I'm going to vote for you. Because if we could get McConnell out, we could finally start electing people around here that know what they're doing. Because right now, he picks all the winners. I'll give you an example. The guy running for attorney general, David Cameron. David, I think is the first name, right? Mm-hmm. Seems like a nice kid. I've met him, smart, seems like a really good young man. Has no qualifications to be the attorney general. He's only been an attorney for a couple of years. Right. Has no connection to the state. I mean, he played at U of L, but like he has no, he hasn't, pros- he's never even been a prosecutor. Right. Right. And he's going to go be the head prosecutor. You know why he's a Republican nominee? Because Mitch McConnell likes him. Will Schroeder ran against him in the primary, a sitting prosecutor for years, a good prosecutor, ran in the Republican primary and lost because they spent a million and a half dollars on Daniel Cameron because Mitch McConnell likes it. Objectively, no offense to Daniel Cameron. I said David, I think it's Daniel. Will Schroeder would be better. He's done the job. But they picked him because Mitch said so. Yeah. Okay. With the internet and the way they can form opinions, uh, when John McCain was running for president, you know, there's a story um, when John McCain was in uh, Vietnam, the the one of the worst fires on an aircraft carrier he was involved in. He was in his jet on the on the top, and the entire uh, boat was on fire. He gets out of his jet, he runs down the nose of his jet. And, there, and there's video of it, so there's proof. He, it's him. It's John McCain. He runs to the nose of his jet, and there is one space that doesn't have fire. He jumps. He has an amazing life. He jumps to the only spot that's not on fire and runs to safety and then fights the fire for hours trying to save everyone's life. If you Google that story or John McCain, three of the top six stories are untrue. They are accounts of John McCain started the fire. Yeah, yeah. John McCain, you know, he, it's his fault that 100 and something yeah. sa- uh, sailors lost their – so – That'll happen. Okay. The, the f- and I've been much less courageous than that. Um, it, that, that infuriates I, me. By, it infuriates by the way, me too, but that, me. Yeah. that's the world we live in now, and that's not going away. And, again, at some point you have to just decide, are you going to be scared by that stuff or not? I mean, right now, if you go right now to Google and you Google Matt Jones, Kentucky, you know what the top thing is? An ad for Mitch McConnell. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. They have clearly (laughs) gone to Google and bought. That is almost fantastic. And they have bought. I'm I'm not kidding. They have bought basically the top spots for my life. (laughs) So – I thought it would be some weird picture of you in a goofy outfit slamming a Slurpee in some contest. Yeah, I mean, so, like, I, that, is what, that is what it is. But, you know, all I can say is at some point you have to say, like, here's my bet if I were to do it. 
that people say, you know what, all that stuff you say, I know it's not true. I've listened to him. Yeah. Like if you've listened to oh, my show, yeah, yeah. if you've listened to my show, yeah. you know who I am. Warts and all. Yeah. Like you know that like I get angry sometimes. Yes. And you know that I'm not patient. And you know, but you also know that like I have a big heart. Yeah. You know that I love this state. Yeah. Like you know you know that there's probably some views I have that you're like, "Well, you're a stinking liberal." Like 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 yes. I mean I like I you know But you I own am. your faults on the air. You know exactly. And so my point is, if I do this, what you see them do to me, imagine what they're doing to these other people that you didn't know before. Mm-hmm. They probably were good people too. Right? Yeah. And not just again, the Democrats do the same thing to the Republicans. Don't get me wrong. But there's some I've been blessed with an ability to have a name ID and a platform where maybe, maybe not, but maybe you can fight back on that in a way that other people don't have the ability to do. That's kind of intriguing. You had a great story with me the other day about the day you found out that you were losing the TV show temporarily or permanently, yeah. you don't know. Yeah, Will so you t- tell me that story again. All right, so there's a man in Clay County who he's a he's a really unique guy, and he's a blind man. He's a preacher, and he's just a unique fellow. And he Binghamtown Baptist Church in Middlesbrough is this church where people from all over the area come. And my parents met him at that church. And long story short, he came up to my parents like a year ago and said something to the effect of the Lord has something in store for your son. And he's been talking to, to my mom and a lot of the stuff he says has had really affected her. And he, he started about three months ago fasting once a week. He would fast one day a week for me that God give me the peace to make the right decision. Well, first of all, I'd never met this man. So just hearing that, I mean, think about how powerful that is. is. This man I've never met. So we were on the tour a few weeks ago, and we're in Middlesbrough, my hometown. I'm doing the show. It's like I got college, I've got high school friends there. My teachers are there. They bring the Middlesbrough High School academic team there. I was on the academic team. It was like <laughs> we were one in the bond of dork, and it was like it was it was it was wonderful. So we finish and. My mom had asked me to go, and and he wanted to meet me. Mm-hmm. And we went to my house, and he prayed for me. And I can't do just. You prayed with him. Well, he prayed for me. He like, you know, in the mountains yeah, yeah. we call it kind of putting hands on people. Okay. So he like, okay. sort of held my hand and 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 prayed for me. And it, I I can't do justice. You would have had to have heard it to how powerful it was. But in the process, Did he was you also. Cry? Oh yeah, he he. I was bawling like he was praying for me. He he talked about you know, how respectful he thought I was to the mountains. And it was, I, I, I mean, I don't want to share all of it because it was private, but he, it was very powerful. And he said some things in there, and I can't even say what they are. You'll find out in the next couple of weeks. But he said some things that no one knows yeah. that he knew. He said, like, Lord, I know this is going to happen. And I'm like, how does he know that? Because no one knows that. Right. So anyway. That freaked you out a little bit. It did. Well, that, it would not freak me out, but it was just it was just powerful. Yeah. I mean, it really was. Yeah. So I'm crying and like I'm he was saying to me basically, like, you know, you have the potential to do something really special. Then I go get in the car. Five minutes later, yeah. I sit down and the phone rings. It's my boss at WLEX saying, We're pulling you off the TV show. Right. 
So, like, those two things happen within 10 minutes of each other. And now I have to drive from Middlesbrough to Pikeville <laughs> by Jeez. myself for four hours. Right. And I had a crew of television crew of, of people who all of a sudden were told, go back home. You don't have to follow him oh anymore. Oh, my gosh. So, like, I'm now by myself. Right. And so I make that drive, and, like, I spend a lot of the time, like, is your phone blowing up? Yeah, it's people trying to see if I'm okay. Right, and like news is breaking. Yeah, and I, I and I'm just set crying. I mean, I drive up through that road, goes up 119 through Harlan, and up like so through some big mountains. Cell service in and out. Right. So like you know. Oh, that's driving you crazy. Yeah, with cell service in and out. Well, actually, it gave me some peace because I didn't have to hear anything for a while. I get up to Whitesburg, and there is uh, in Whitesburg there's this mountain called Pine Mountain, and it's got the most beautiful view in the state. And I would say to you, people sometimes ask me, if you were going to go in the mountains and visit somewhere, I would say go there because it's like this lookout. It's unbelievable. And Terry, my phone turns on, and Terry texts me. Says, Terry Myers. Terry Myers says, you want to come on the radio? And I did. And, um, but I just sat there looking at this mountain, and it was like all these emotions just hit me mm-hmm. because, you know, Tony, I get 100 emails a day at least from strangers from all over the country, at times all over the world, begging me to run. Begging me. I also have people like Nick Roush sitting here who work for me, who like the thought of ending all this and it will have an effect on their lives. Like that is difficult. And like all of that emotion just hit me at once. And, like, I ended up sitting on the side of the road, like, for an hour in Whitesburg. By yourself. Just by myself. And, like, people were coming by and, like, honking, Matt Jones! And, like, I'm like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> but <laughs> but it, was, it was a lot. And, you know, the one difference between me and a lot of people, I'm sure other people deal with this stuff, too, is I have a radio show and I talk about these things. Yeah. But it's just, it was a lot. As a 50-year-old guy that day, going to be with you forever yeah it will i, I think will. i don't think you're going i think you're i mean you just described a day like you would watch in a movie where it would change the character's mission statement or he, he would either know which way that you were going to go but that was not the case but see i wish i did know yeah like we're sitting it's monday afternoon this will probably go up on monday night and i don't know what i'm gonna do there are there's a group of people nationally there's a handful like people who've been sort of helping me go through the process they've been great they really want me to do it I mean like every day they're like are we in yet are we in yet are we in yet and then there's like when I was in e-town today there's a group of listeners because we're on tour every single day I'm talking to listeners Mm -hmm. about half of which are like don't go some of which say do it but a lot of people say don't. They don't want their lives. They don't want to live. Well, <laughs> they, want, they want KSR. But you know what? I appreciate that. Like, they, it's like, think about that. A radio show would be so important to people that they would worry losing it. Like, that's really nice mm-hmm. if you think about it. And just all that, it's just like, whew, you know. Uh, you have chosen, if you choose to run, yeah. you have chosen three jobs <laughs> that um, people love to hate. Lawyers, sports show hosts, and politicians. <laughs> I never thought of it like I that. I think your mother's like, oh, my Lord. Can't Matt, you just be like a preacher? Ch- can you own an ice cream shop? Yes, people like those. Can you please own an ice cream shop? They, everyone will love you, Matt. Matt Jones, KSR uh, ice cream shop. Uh, your mom mm-hmm. is one of the sharpest people I know. Um, m- much respect for her. She, I think she 
she cringes, I think. She loves you so much, but she was there at your, she sat almost front row for your roast. And she knew that you had assembled a group of us that were going to take shots at you. Obviously, we were, you know, uh, it was one of the best nights we had. It was hilarious. But she stood in there, and, and, she, and I looked at her and said, hey, Mom. And she said, I'm here. It's, yeah, well, she said, gonna... I think she said, I'm tougher than you think I yes, am. She yes, yeah. she did. That's what she said, and I gave her a hug. Where's Mom on all this? Well, I mean, I think she wants, I think she wants me to do what I want, and she'll support whatever I do. But she's also nervous about it. I mean, look, everyone, I have no close friend of mine who's like, dude, it's a no-brainer. Go. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have a lot of sort of friends of mine that are people I know and I like, but that don't. Everyone close to me is like worried for me because they're worried two things. They're worried that like the McConnell people are going to, you know. Well, Scott Jennings, who I like, Mm -hmm. said in a public forum, I will destroy you. So the question people in Kentucky are going to have to decide, is that what you want politics to be? Mm -hmm. Do you want it to be that? I like Scott. He's an, you know, he's a human being too. His stepmom passed away. He's at her funeral, I think, as we're taping this, mm-hmm. and that's got to be devastating for him. And I reached out to him for that reason, even though he said he was going to destroy me. You got to ask yourself: Is that what you want politics to be? Mm-hmm. Do you want it to be like that? Well, so my mom's worried about that. My friends are worried about that. I think they're also worried about. Would I be able to handle it if I lost? Because they are, like, worried, like, Ricky Jones wrote that article in the Courier-Journal. And his thesis was, Matt Jones loves Kentucky. What if it doesn't love him back? Mm -hmm. And there's a good chance that would be true. And it would bother me. But I think I could handle it. People are more worried about that than they should be. Like, I, I, listen. I get up every day. Every single day, I go to this text machine, and there are people telling me what a stinking liberal I am. Like, I, I can handle that. If I lose, it'll suck. But you know what? If I wasn't okay with that, then I can't do it. Your mom, to me, is smarter and sharper than anyone sitting in the White House right now. <laughs> like, anyone that works there, right? That any person. Like, I think I that's true. That. Can she separate herself between father, or mother and son and give you advice? Yeah, she gives son, me advice. I don't, I don't think she – I think she wants me to understand that I, it's going to be really hard to win. Yeah. Look, she's in Bell County, which probably voted 75% for Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. I might run, and there's a really good chance I would <laughs> lose my home county. <laughs> I mean, there probably is. Like, I wouldn't want to. I'll tell you what. I would, like, work triple hard because I wouldn't want to lose my home county. But there's a chance I might. So, you know, like, she gets it because she – like, I still live in Lexington and Louisville. So, like, I think she thinks I'm city-fied. So, like, she's like, we're good. Don't worry about it. But – so, you know, she just wants to make sure I know, like, this will be hard. People are – you realize people love Trump down here. Oh, yeah. And Trump's going to be on the ballot. That makes it hard. Oh, so yeah. Trump, So Trump is going to get 60% of the vote in Kentucky. I don't care what any Democrat says. That everybody can talk. Like, I go to these liberal groups sometimes, and they go, Matt, the key is to get people who don't vote to go vote. And I agree with that, and I need to do that. But you know what? I don't care how many people show up. 60% of the people in this state are going to mm-hmm. vote for Donald Trump. They just are. So the question is, can you get 10% of the people to vote Trump 
Jones. Yeah. That's your only chance. And I don't know. Real, I can tell you this. Yeah. I don't think you can get people to vote Trump McGrath. Real quick, um, popular vote versus electoral. Where are you on that? Like, it, it, should it, should they get rid of that system? Uh, no, like I, mean, my I think vote. you should still have electoral college. I think that the thing that the th- the bigger issue with the electoral college is going to be what happens is the population shifts and the electoral college is still from ten years ago. Right. So, like, when the next census happens, a lot of these states are not going to have the same. You know, Republicans right now are for the Electoral College against the popular vote. Yes. Wait 10 years. They're going to flip because Texas is going to go Democrat. Right. And when it does, right. there's going to be no way for the Republicans <laughs> to win the Electoral College. So then all of a sudden, Republicans are going to be for the Electoral College, and, or excuse me, for the uh, popular vote, and Democrats are going to be for the Electoral College. There's I, good arguments on both sides. There's good sides. arguments on either side. Yeah, yeah. I would say this. When people when, – I'm for the Electoral College, but I think it's close – when I hear people from Kentucky go, Matt, if it wasn't for Electoral College, none of these presidential candidates would care about Kentucky. Here's a little secret. They don't care about Kentucky they don't care. now. That's, that's my point. My, I can't remember the last time my vote actually it counted. Never ma- right now, the only people's votes that matter are Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Ohio. and Michigan. Ohio, no. Not even Ohio anymore. Okay. That, the Democrats just assume that's Florida. going Republican. They assume that's going Republican. Right. Pennsylvania, Michigan, and West. They'll fight in Ohio and Florida, yes. but really it's Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. So unless you live in Pennsylvania, Michigan, or Wisconsin, your vote doesn't matter now. Right. So it's going to feel really good to go vote for Trump or if it's the Democrat Biden or whatever. But just know those six electoral votes are going to be Republican right. no matter what. Your vote in the Senate race will matter much more than the presidential race. We do we have a timeline? For yeah, I'm your gonna decision? know. I'm going to know. I, I will know. There's a date in my mind where I'm going to know, and everybody will know, either right before or right after the first game of the football season. I'm not going into a whole season. Like I'm going to know before that. When I choose to announce, it may depend on some other stuff, but I it's it's not long because I I also owe it to other people who are thinking about running. Like if I'm not going to do it, there are other people who will. I mean, I know at least one person who's like, if you don't do it, I'm doing it. So, Has money contacted you and said, we'll back you if you go? There are. Yes. I mean, there, there are people who, who yeah. The, the, I mean, look, the money part of this is the worst. Yeah. The, the whole money, that's a whole other podcast. I, I've learned how the money side works. Can I tell you a quick story? I yeah, know you've yeah. got stuff to do. But I met with some people who are sort of money folks. Just to, they, they wanted to talk. And at the end of the conversation, one of them said to me, uh, Matt, they were kind of like – they were being polite, but they were kind of like, you know, if you win, I assume, like, we could call you and, like, you would take our call. <laughs> is that how they look? Do they move their hands they like that? They move their arms. Well, they're, they're, because they're trying <laughs> not, not to say – You can't see this, but he like, is – your character actor. Yeah, yeah, like, they're trying not to say, like, we own you, right? Well, yeah, like, yeah, they're right. trying not to say that. <laughs> But like, <laughs> but that's kind. I mean, you know, yes. that's a part of that. So what, here's yes. what. I, so I said, yes. well, yeah. I mean, you can call, but like, uh. I'm gonna talk to you as much as I would any other constituent. I said, I was like, okay, but reading between the lines, what's that mean? That means like, well, I mean, get <laughs> what's that mean? Okay, what's that mean? But I was like, look, I mean, I, I, I'd like to be – I'll talk to any of my constituents. And I said, you won't get any special favors. Okay. They don't like that. If you give me – well, at first, 
I looked around the room, and the f- the jaws dropped. Like there was like a, did he just really say that? But you know what? I think in the end, then they like kind of respected it because they couldn't believe that was my answer, and because that's not what anybody had ever said to them, mm-hmm. right? And then they were like. <laughs> I don't even know if they believe me, but like I do think they were almost there was almost like respect like dude you're going to come in here and tell me <laughs> apparently you haven't met Matt Jones. Yeah. Because before. again, I, like I'm not for better or worse, you can't tell me what to do. No. And that includes no. if you write a check for however many no, dollars. I think the truer statement for this entire podcast is that if you do this, you might have to fight both establishments, the Democrats <laughs> and the Republicans to get Let me the seat. let me ask you this before you go. You're my friend. Yeah. Do you think I – not do you think I should do it. That's not I, – I don't really care about that so much. Do you, like, worry about me? I worry about you a lot, and I, I want you to be happy. I want what's best for you. But I also, if you do the process, I don't want it to be so – I don't want my friend for the next year and a half to be – Miserable. So <laughs> miserable. I want you to be – like we talked about the other day, I wanted you to be like the quarterback for the UK L game. Steven Johnson. Steven you Johnson. You like that he said, he, I, I love this. That video was – I was on the other side of that, obviously, as a Louisville fan, but I love that as a football guy, that he stood at the line and he looked around and said, with a smile on his face and 65,000 people screaming on top of him on the road, and he says, I love this blank. And I said, if you could do that, Matt, and go into it going, hey, let's go lose to McConnell. Uh, you know, like, hey, everybody, come on. Let's go lose to McConnell. And you, and you go have fun with it because I think, once you, I think that once you get in front of people, I think people, they don't get what you bring. And I think you love Kentucky so much. And I think there hasn't been a politician in this state that has connected with out in the state, not Lexington and Louisville, that we haven't had that in forever. Yeah, and as the a last local, person right. was probably Wendell Ford. Right, you know, like that really game. connected with the mountains and really connected with people that had been dis... I, I, I just think I want you to be happy. And I don't want you to be miserable for a year and a half because you have a fantastic life. You finally found the one, I think, the girl... And she's doing fantastic. Your relationship is great. There's the, the businesses on the sports side are doing better than ever. So I want you to run selfishly because... I think you could win, and I think it'll be better for the state. I'm tired of living in the state that is last in, in all the good stuff and first in all the bad stuff. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of lag. We're behind Indiana and Tennessee, and hell, a lot of times we're behind West Virginia in some stuff. How can that possibly be possible? So I Just want you to be happy. that shot at West Virginia. Sorry. Just out of nowhere. They didn't even do anything to you, <laughs> and you still just come in and throw a – Now, listen, I appreciate you saying that. Like, I love you dearly. Like, here's I want the thing. you to be For happy. better or worse, like I was talking to the people I've been talking to about this nationally, and I said I was going to do this podcast, and they were all like, no. Why are you doing that? Why would you talk about it? Like, shut up. Don't say anything. Right. And, like, and I'm like, but I, I can't not do that. Here's the thing. I have talked about, and I wanted to do this to sort of talk about my, my struggles on it. The struggle about me deciding in this is I know I'm going to have regrets either way. Whatever I decide, I'm going to have regrets. If I don't run, I'm always going to wonder if I could have won. Mm-hmm. If I do run, I'm always going to wonder what would have happened with my sports career. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I have a gig with ESPN. Mm-hmm. That'll go away. And it probably will never come back. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've been moving up in that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they're, like I'll, so no matter what, I'm going to have regrets. But I will say this. If I do it, it's game on. Like, I'm not doing it to lose. 
Now, if I lose, I lose. But if I do it, it's game on. And the same vigor that I attacked the blog, the radio show, the TV show, the restaurant, I'm doing the same thing with this. Like, I'm not doing it to come – and I'm going to enjoy it. I've enjoyed every single thing we've done. Mm-hmm. You know, I've enjoyed – I love offending, though. And I don't mean offending like being, like, risque. I love offending people who need to be offended. Yeah. I love offending Tom Jurich and Jim Ramsey. Why? Because they needed to be. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I love offending the old mainstream media because they needed to be. Yeah. So if I do it, I'm going to be – and I'm going to have fun. And guess what? I'm going to drive the people crazy nationally because I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to keep being myself. We're going to, like, keep doing the radio show. Now, I don't know if it will be able to be on the air. We'll find out. Maybe it's just podcasts. But we're going to keep doing it because – why not? Like, what if somebody ran and they remained an actual human being yeah. while they did it? Wouldn't that be weird? It well, be. let's see what happens. So, but in two weeks, I might come out and say, hey, look, I'm not doing it. And I hope people will understand. I'm going to disappoint a lot of people if we do that. Because by me being public about this, there's a lot of people who are, like, heavily invested in me doing it. And they're going to be disappointed. So. Well, I know one way you can win. What's Just that? get Calipari to endorse you, and you're fine. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Calipari, I don't. I, they would. UK would not allow him to endorse me. <laughs> uh, it would, would be a shoe in win, though. Yeah. If Cal said, "That's my boy," UK it's would over. Not the race is over. But, but I will say this: he's interested. Like he's always like he's, he's interested. He wants to know. <laughs> he wants to he know. finds this theme. Up. Here's what I think. I think he thinks <laughs> this is this. He hasn't said this to me, but this is me channeling Cal. <laughs> yes. I think Cal thinks, you know, if Matt ran and won, well, then I sure as hell would have won. <laughs> That's what I think. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. And thank you, folks, very much for listening. Uh, win or lose, we're going to do some more of these. I don't know when, but this has been the Matt Jones Podcast. We'll see you. Hey! Kansas.